let's let's go to the Lord. I'm going to share a little bit with you from Romans. I need to share a little bit uh, with you, and when we come back, I'm going to share more with you from Romans 11. This book of Romans is showing us how God wants us to walk out this amazing journey. And, and so as we walk this, this amazing journey out, God is going to and is presently enlarging us. He is enlarging us. This is big. This is not a time not to know who he is. This is not the time not to know who you are. This is not the time to not know where you belong. All right. Let's look at Romans chapter 11. We're going to look at verse 3. And Paul always asked the question, what then? He, you know, what, uh, uh, some question that he always know, uh, knows the answer to. He said, what then? In Romans 11, 7, he says, what then? Uh, Israel has not obtained what it seeks. And it, Israel was uh, seeking God's righteousness, and they never uh, obtained, laid hold, grabbed it. It says, but the elect have obtained it, the elect did. So we, we ask ourselves the question, uh, and I know we have all these questions and different uh, views of God and what he is. I'm finding this theme everywhere in the scriptures. There are people who really actually fight to prove, work hard to prove that, that election uh, is not what the Bible says it is. Now, they don't frame it like that, but they can't believe that, that God can choose somebody to be saved. Like, that's not fair. What? Are you serious? It's not fair for the most perfect, for the perfect being, not most, the perfect being in the universe to choose something. The righteous, the, the infinitely righteous person to choose, it's not fair. What, that's not fair to us? What? Are you serious? So election means God has a right to choose. God is the only one of us who can. God is the only one of us who is righteous enough. So he has elected us, chose. He says the elect, those whom God chose did. God poured himself out on, he made himself available rather for everyone, but people just don't want him. Even right now we can preach the gospel, tell people the gospel truth, the eternal truth, and they say, I don't believe that. And God didn't make them say that. So God does. Now, if you've been following our teaching, God lives in the eternal now or the eternal present. So God is right here present with us, but he is a million millennia back yonder somewhere right now. And you take a million millennia forward, he's right there also. So God doesn't need what some call the telescope of time to know anything. This is the God you serve. This is the God who has engendered you, brought you forth. I, I mean, come on. I got more reaction from Richard when I inducted him into the, the Lavelle Family Baking Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, Brother Richard... You belong in my family. My mama, my sisters, my wife, my mother, and all, you, yeah. I got more reaction. Okay. But he says the, the elect have obtained it. So what does that mean? So if you're against election, you're against your having obtained it.
and the rest were blinded. They were not blinded because God blinded them as it were. They were blinded because of their unbelief and their unwillingness to do what God said. So why should the people who don't work out get the same prize as the people who work out night and day? How sh why should people get the prize, reach, reach the goal, when they stubbornly refuse to obey God uh, or, and, re and refuse to do whatever he says, anything he says, and they're going to still be blessed too? What kind, of, what kind of life is that? So let's look at this. This is amazing reality. So here it, it goes on. Israel rejection, though Paul says, in this section he says, Israel's rejection is not final. I love that. So let's look at it. Verse 11, chapter 11, 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall or beyond recovery? We, we, when you stumble, you, you, you get up. But, but in this case here, it, the, the inference you would draw is that, oh, they have fallen where they can't get up. You know that commercial? You ever heard that commercial? This, I hope it's not funny, but, you know, you know the, what's it called? Life something. Lifeline? Lifeline, where the woman has fallen, and she says, help, I've fallen, I can't get up. <laughs> I mean, it's what, <laughs> well, pray for all of y'all. Well, pray for all of y'all. So it's not, you know, can you imagine if, she, if there was never a lifeline? Say, Jesus is your lifeline. So he's Israel's lifeline. Israel's fallen, but they're going to get up. It's not like they were, are unrecoverable. <laughs> I love each of you. And they stumbled that they should fall, or they fumbled beyond recovery. He says, certainly recovery. Certainly not, he says. Certainly not. God forbid. You like that one? God forbid. But through their fall, amazing, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. So God said, I'm going to make you jealous. You don't want me, I'm going to make you jealous. I'm going to hold somebody else's hand. I'm going to pour my favor and my blessings out on somebody else. See, you look at yourself. And when I look around, I'm not jealous of anybody. Not anybody. I mean, what you've got, you've got, I bless you for it. I've said this before, and don't throw uh, rotten apples at me. I've said I don't have any problem with the, the blessings of Europe, you know, because you know what happened in Europe, and uh, Europe really has basically for hundreds of years maybe, maybe led the world, and people of European extraction pretty much led the world with, with physical blessings, material blessings. Y'all know that. We don't have to deny it. If you deny it, you, you know, something's wrong with you. But why? We have to ask the question, why? How did it happen? When the gospel went there, they took to the gospel like a duck to water, like a fish to water. And blessings came. It wasn't just all the imperial, the cerebral and no. Living in caves. Drinking blood out of the skulls of the enemies. But the gospel to Jesus and then we can safely sing oh what a change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart and that's what happened and it was all to make a people group jealous and it's not it's not what so many of us have done and so so our lives 
are, are to be lived to make them jealous. I want to make them jealous. Why do I want to make them jealous? As I've said to you previously, I don't want to enjoy, as it were, their spiritual things without them. That's what that looks like. Now, Paul says, now, if their fall is riches for the world, I'm sorry, let me read the other. He said, I say, have they stumbled that they should fall beyond recovery, are my words. Certainly not, but through their fall to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, if their fall is, or since their fall is, riches for the world, and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. And Paul is saying is that if, if or since their fall has been become riches for the world, that is spiritual riches, wealth untold, the knowledge of God, the benefit of being sons of God. The, 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 the benefit of having eternal salvation. Stop looking to worldly things to measure your wealth. How about we're poor, baby? No. I've got on a lot of airplanes being poor. Didn't stop the blessings of God to go preach the gospel to the world. And he says, so since uh, now if their fall is riches for the world or since their fall uh, uh, is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness, and this is what God is saying, is that you and I are to make them jealous and when the fullness of the Gentiles come in, that is, that is all the Gentiles that God has chosen are saved and is going to turn to Israel, Israel is going to be saved and he says if they're, if they're fall, if they're messed up, God, that God brought forth immeasurable blessings, what's going to happen when he brings his key people group home, when he brings them home, he says, this fullness is going to blow you away. How much more, much, much, much more. How can you get much, much more than this, what we have, have experienced, this, this salvation that, that is so rich and so free, so full of the wealth, uh, full of wealth rather, that we are now called sons of God. Not just called that as make-believe, not like little children playing games, but this is real, that we are now sons of God. We are born ones of God. The God's Spirit has come upon us. Israel did not have that in a sense. They were called sons of God, but they were not in the sense that we are. They were not fully, as it were, born of the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God has now engendered us and brought us forth. So you could say in a, in a real sense that we actually have the DNA of God because we've been brought forth by God, by the Logos, by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, if you don't know what that means, you need to go on your knees and just say, Jesus, help me to understand that. Help me to receive this. So when the fullness comes, it's like then it will be in an unprecedented way. Then at that juncture, it will be added to what we believe that we are called to do. And that is that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth 
in an unprecedented way as the waters cover the sea. I believe that, that in our day, many of us, we're going to see the knowledge of the glory of the Lord cover this earth, is covering everywhere we go, and, and there are brothers and sisters in many places around the world have just waited until some of us get there just to encourage each other. They've already been going and doing, and, and we're going not, not to preach, teach to people who don't have a knowledge of the Lord, but, but they, we want to increase them. We want their faith to be increased, and ours will be increased, and it will be multiplied. This is what God is doing. But when they come in, hallelujah, 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 this is what we're doing. And you cannot make them jealous unless you know what God has offered and what he has given you. And if still that's not enough, you have to walk it out. Walk it out. And this is, this is what I believe we're living in also. And I want you to take note of these things, that we are living in the day when we will practice, we will not just preach it, we will demonstrate it, we will come out from among them and be separate. And God is going to reach down with his big full hands. He's going to pull us to himself and we will be his people. And he will do in an even greater way, an even greater way what you are seeing in real time. And each of you, whether you're right here or you're back there, you have a front row seat. Now, I tell you, if you miss the movie with a front row seat, que lastima, que lastima, que vergüenza a todos. Of all of you. Hallelujah. What a shame. What a pity on everyone. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, wow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to, to do this. We're going we're gonna to baptize. But I'm going to come back in a minute. I don't want anybody to leave. I don't want any of, you, any of you to leave. And if God has tugged your heart and you want to give your heart to Jesus, I want you to wait until after the baptisms. And we're going to come back and ask you to come to the Lord. Oh, don't you leave without asking Jesus to come into your heart and to become your very life. And you and I have a great task. Don't get bored. And don't walk away from what God has for you. In Jesus' name. Amen.